Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Look! Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. everybody welcome to another edition of dr homebrew i don't know uh we got a little uh technical difficulties here as usual this seems like the show i don't listen to the other shows uh only the shows that i'm on and it sounds like uh this is the only show that we just have a ton of technical difficulties and i'm not trying to say that it's my fault rather i'm blaming everybody else in this room you mean they break it and leave it for you to fix I, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> that's probably true. Um, I have to figure out everything. What's going on? I don't know what feed everyone's hearing on the live thing, and this whole nonsense is going on. I don't know either. Oh, well, I hear you now. Okay. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. People deal with it. I'll fix it at the break for, or something. Thanks for like playing that. the intro extra long, though. That was cool. Yeah. That music just gets me going. It gets me so pumped. Good. I, want, I want more Ozzy. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. We're on. We're on live. This is Dr. Homebrew, everybody. Welcome to the studio, Brian and Lee. Hi, Addy. Um, the, uh, the other voices you, you, you may have heard, uh, one is John. What He's up? going to be uh, here uh, on this show talking about some beers. And then uh, we also have a special guest judge, Warren Bulps. Hi everybody. Hi Warren. Warren, Warren Brews at Heretic. Her- Heretic. Her- Her- how do you say it? Um, Heretic. Heretic. I think it's Heretic Brewing Company. No, uh, hey, our good friends at uh, Heretic Brewing out in Fairfield. You know uh, our friends Jamil and uh, Chris, and now Warren Billups, Beardy. If you don't, Jamil, know. one of the yes. evil three, isn't he? Right. He's one of them. <laughs> He's one of them. That's for sure. Um, we have a good show for you. Uh, you know, despite the uh, the rough start, the rough and cloudy start, we, we have some good stuff planned for you. Uh, but first, before we do anything else, I want to get on to Five Star Chemicals, our lovely sponsors, FiveStarChemicals.com. They own this show. You see, so whatever they want us to do, we're going to do. And what they want us to do is give everybody's addresses that have been on the show. To five star, so the five star can send them out, um, not bullets with their names on them, lift on the porch, 
um, uh, you know, as some people will do. Uh, actually, packages of PBW and Star Sand and really nice five star chemicals. So check out everything that Five Star has over at Five Star Chemicals. Dot com. If you ever used Star Sand or heard people talk about PBW or uh, or cleaning in general, they're usually talking about five star products. At least for me, cleaning products in home brewing synonymous with five star uh, products. You can't clean and sanitize in one fell swoop. You have to do each individually if you want to, you know, even ever have a shot at making good home brew. <laughs> we need some star sand and, and the PBW to clean out these plastic glasses that we got here. Yeah, you think so? Well, I think we have some downstairs. They wow. smell like death. If you were smart enough, you would have brought your own <laughs> glass glass like I did, Brian. Uh, hang on a second. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely on the uh, on the, the five star uh, regimen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm on Don't five star. Oh, you know, you're on. You're five? on it. Ryan He's been huffing. Uh, again, yeah. It'll be fine. Right. He'll be fine. Oh, no, they, they sent him one of those packs of white powder and left on his front porch. What do you think he did with it? I used Star Sand to blend back all my beers with. <laughs> hey, don't laugh. We have a home brewer that uh, won the uh, Sam Adams competition with Star Sand in his beer. It'll, uh, yeah, you can't, uh, you can't detect it. Not even BJCP judges. Award-winning uh, sanitization. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, we also have a a, a new, um, how do you call it, uh, uh, segment on the show uh, it, it, by another sponsor, Grog Tag. If you guys have been fans of the show for any number of uh, months, you've been uh, hearing us talk all about Grog Tag. They are re- customizable, reusable beer, wine labels. Uh, they also do metal signs. They do keg labels. And they, they do all sorts of fun stuff. And you can go and you can customize and create your very own labels on uh, online check them out grogtag.com uh you can upload your own images you can upload your own images into existing templates uh it, it, it's it's pretty cool and they're think of them like a, a reusable sticker you can actually peel them off and save them for your next batch uh they also do bottle caps that, that kind of work into a in, into the same theme so they are uh <laughs> this is going to be a, a, a this is going to be a good segment they are giving us $40 gift certificate to give away on the show. And uh, their tagline is, at least your beer will look good. Okay, which is, is kind of snarky and, and kind of fits in with the <laughs> Bring Network uh, you know, fairly well. So I thought, wouldn't it be great if uh, at the end of the show, uh, we've traditionally had two beers. Each beer has two scores, right? Uh, the lowest scoring beer will get a $40 gift certificate. To make their beer look good on grogtag.com. That's okay. awesome. That's great. Yeah. Because yeah. at least so their beer should look good. Is this going right. to be the lowest individual score or the lowest average score? Um, I, I can help there. Good point. I feel like it should be the average score. Average score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds reasonable. I, I th- <laughs> thank you very much. There you go. So, you know, we haven't had a lot of, of sub 30 beers, really. So, yeah. it, you know, it's. it's uh, they kind of wanted to have fun with that fact, too, that there's, you know, there's not a lot of terrible homebrew out in the world, and it, so it's just kind of like uh, you know. Yeah. We're encouraging them to send it in now. Send in something that really yeah. sucks, and you can win forty uh, bucks. Uh, right. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Now you've really like got your work cut out for you. We'll get a forty-five and a forty-three, and we'll send the forty-three home with the oh, at least your beer will look good. Right. Yeah, they'll be <laughs> fine, and it's uh, you know it's all in good fun, and the, the cool. folks at Grog Tag want you to. 
to, you know, put the fun back in homebrewing, really. I think um, our listeners will get the spirit of that. <laughs> I think so, too. It's Had not it been lost? Well, yeah. it's not all about scores and, uh, you know, winning NHC, especially after uh, everyone got booted at NHC, except for a couple handsome people in this room that I know. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, you know, so uh, we're just, uh, you know, putting a little fun back in it. Right. It's not for all, all the, the other people that didn't make it. Right. Right. As far as, as far as some people in this room. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, we got a good show. We have uh, Greg on the, uh, uh, he's going to be Skyping in, so cross your fingers for the Skype nonsense. Uh, he has an American Pale Ale. And then, John, you have a Kolsch, right? I do have a Kolsch. All right. All right. Uh, so we are going to, um, I guess, do that. I think we farted around. I'm a little uh, brain fried. I've been in jury duty all day. Oh, man. oh, that's so much fun. Just down the street. Did you get to hang yeah. anybody yet? Not yet. Uh, all day yesterday, I had to drive to... Uh, so I live in North Concord, um, and I had to drive all the way to Richmond. And for those of you obviously not in the area, you have to pass through Martinez and go to Richmond. It took me about an hour to get there. Uh, and I spent a couple hours, and then they go, okay, we don't need you anymore, but Martinez needs you. They need judges. So you're to report to Martinez. Really? So, spent five hours in Martinez, had Judges? to come back today, and... uh listed you as a judge. Yeah. I <laughs> know, okay, right? your homebrew. Oh, wait. Wrong <laughs> <show>. Wrong judge. <laughs> um, and I got put on a stupid jury. Oh, man. So Should've stayed in Richmond. No. Yeah, which I'm no one's ever said that before. I'm staying yeah. in Richmond. You finally but, get your license back, and, and you get to drive <laughs> between Richmond and Martinez. It's terrible. That says a lot about the, the jury pool in Martinez, in right. Concord, that yeah. you would make Me. it on the jury right so uh that's my whole thing not so. a lot of good things but it says a lot right <laughs> right yeah it says a lot about the judicial system uh but it should be a, a short trial so uh you know whatever the guy's guilty we all know it <laughs> <laughs> yeah they go do you think he's guilty just because uh, he's been incarcerated no <laughs> because at, at some point you have to go well, personally, yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> but legally, no, it's innocent until proven guilty, and that's what we're here to do. And, and, and that was, uh, I, I actually argued with a lawyer <laughs> today. Well, it could have been like on some like minor <laughs> or, marijuana charge or something where you're stuck in jail for something stupid. Right, something, it, it wasn't something dumb. Well, I, I don't know. I, we haven't gotten all the yeah. details, but... Uh, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, I don't know, the lawyer gave some dumb example about theft, and I'm like, but if you steal it, it's stolen. doesn't matter what the cause, or it doesn't matter what you wanted to do with it, you took it. <laughs> Juror number seven, did you discuss the details of this case on live beer radio? Were you, did you really? Uh, no details, no details. Does that mean I have to okay. give back that 3D Dismissed. printed hop grenade I stole earlier? Yes, yes. Shoot. Uh, okay, let's take a break, Onward. everybody, and then when we come back, we're going to have Greg on the phone. We're going to take his uh, American Pale Ale apart and put it back together. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't had it, so uh, I'm assuming it's awesome. Um, and then, um, yeah, we'll move on from there. It's Dr. Homebrew, everyone. Hang tight. 
Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs, and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and roast. Rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. Come along now. It's time for your medication. Welcome back. It's Dr. Homebrew, and on the line we have Greg. Correct, Greg? <laughs> wow. Greg, are you calling we're, yourself? We're dialing Greg. <laughs> I love the Skypiness. Greg, are you there? Hello? Hello, Greg. What's up? Yeah, how you doing, buddy? Good. Where are you calling from, man? I am calling from East Longmeadow, Massachusetts. Oh. Mm-hmm. I grew up right around there. I didn't, really. So did uh, I. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out and uh, staying up with us, man. I it's almost uh, twelve o'clock there. It's eleven thirty-nine. Yeah. More importantly, thanks for uh, sending some beer. Why? Thank you. So I'm how long? Glad I... What? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was cutting. No, no, off. never mind. No, no. I'm kind of, <laughs> you know, half asleep here. Yeah. Are you uh, uh, more like half drunk over there? No, I wish I was, <laughs> but uh, well, I just wanted to get into a little bit of your homebrew history. How long have you been homebrewing? I've been brewing for about five years. Or just about, I guess. Okay. And uh, all grain or extract? All grain. All right. How long have uh, I been doing all grain for? Just about five years. Oh, wow. You just yeah. uh, jump right I into did, all grain? 
Yeah, I did like one or two batches of extract, and I just decided to go take the plunge. Nice. Yeah. So you hadn't done any extract at all? Pretty much. I only did one or two batches of extract. Hmm. And went right into all grain. You're better man than I am, man. Oh, you ha- you haven't lived until you've done extract, right? <laughs> it's uh, it's really great. You know what? I've I, I've had to make a couple of big starters. Uh, Saturday is a uh, National Homebrew Day, and so I'm making 50 gallons of beer, uh, and I'm making this giant step up starter uh, in a carboy, and I've been uh, adding extract to to just plain water that hasn't had any grains in it. Man, I, I used to think when I was doing extract, oh yeah, that stuff will just it'll just melt by the time we get to the no 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 no. It stays in a thick, nasty ribbon and globules on the bottom of the kettle. Uh, it's really interesting. I've never really poured extract into just plain water before. Uh, you never stirred it. Well, I stirred it. Oh, but uh, even even stirring it. Oh really? It was just—it was just really, yeah. It was just really interesting to see, like, yeah, it—it was just moving. It wasn't dissolving as rapidly as I (laughs) thought it was. You're talking about liquid versus dry, right? Right. Yeah. 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 It's like one of those boats with the see-through bottoms. You don't know there's like alligators (laughs) and crazy things swimming under you. Yeah. Until you see, like, oh crap. That's why I don't swim. Uh, All right. Let's get into Greg's beer, Brian. Since you were the last person to talk to me, you go first. Well, okay. Um, Yeah. So we've got uh, an American Pale Ale here. It, it had a, a really nice, uh, bright, uh, hoppy aroma. It had, had these really perfumey and floral hops up front in it, and very fruity. There's tons of esters in this beer, just apple pear and some orange. And, uh, you know, it's like a, a fruit punch extravaganza here. The, um, the malt is really only very lightly caramely and just kind of supporting in there, which is fine. Uh, it could be, you know, you could have a little more of that caramely note in there to to balance the hops but um it worked pretty well as it was in the aroma um no baddies dms or das still really um so yeah but it's just a combination of these kind of oddly citrusy hops that are in there and 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 fruit from the esters it's really big presentation in the nose so um color is nice it has kind of a bright orangey gold color with a fairly good clarity the the head is is white starts pretty medium uh at a medium level goes down slowly but uh you know sticks around pretty well um in the flavor you know it's it's just again kind of a with the odd citrusy hops there's a there's a bit of a, a fruit punch presentation or kind of juicy fruit i guess you could call it sometimes like huh. the, the juicy fruit gum the tasteful movie dude. there's so much uh fruitiness going on here um the malt is kind of you know base malt a little grainy light light caramel and just supporting but uh so um one of the things about this beer that the finish is kind of medium and it's a bit wordy, I guess you could say. Tasting it has a a little bit of sweetness in it, a little more than you would want for this beer. Uh, for a pale ale, it should be like crisp and refreshing and and kind of semi dry, and and it doesn't it doesn't quite get there. Uh, but it seems like a fairly clean ale, ale fermentation. There's a little hint of some alcohols in there. Um, but um, the flavor flavor was pretty good. The bitterness was kind of low, I thought, but um, you know, it had had all most elements you want for a pale ale. Uh, just a little bit odd in the balance. So the um, the mouthfeel, it was kind of uh, medium bodied. A little, it seemed a little heavy for the style. Not not astringent or harsh or anything really bad going on. It's smooth and and clean, but 
there there was a little bit of alcohol warmth in the mouthfeel as well. You could feel it in your throat, but um, in the medium carbonation, as you'd expect, um, just a little high and big for the style. A little bit of creaminess, not bad, but yeah, the aroma really had had some good promise and. Uh, um, you know, it seems like there's some really interesting hop choices going on in here. I'd like to know what hops you used, but we'll get into that. Um, it just was a little bit out of balance, a little too full, and not quite refreshing enough like you want your pale to be. Um, you know, to fix that, was just watch your ferment temps and, and pitch plenty of okay, healthy yeast, and that'll, A, you know, keep that uh, higher alcohol from coming up and the warmth. Uh, if it started big, you could also dial the overall strength back a little bit, but uh, it also dry out the finish and have it be a little more refreshing too. But you know, and you can play around with hops all you want. But I mean, the hops that you put in here were interesting enough to keep it, um, you know, a unique American pale ale. So I give it a thirty-one. I like the beer; it's pretty good. All right, Lee. Well, I had um, not to go into too much detail here. I pretty much back up most of what Brian said. I had some really nice flavors and aromas, good citrusy hops. Uh, nice malt character that had uh, you know a little bit of some kind of seemed like some kind of low lava bond kind of crystal to give it a little bit of interest. Uh, some nice esters. Um, I thought all that was fine. The ferment seemed pretty clean. I, I did pick up a little bit of heat when they suggested it. I didn't actually get that on my own, but that's okay. Um, yeah, but I would I would reiterate the only thing I thought was really off about this was the balance. It was malt versus bittering is too malty. Malt versus hot flavors and aroma could have used some more hops so i think really it's just the balance issue all the flavors you got in there i think are really killer good for for a pale ale it's, it's a little shy of being very very nice mm-hmm. um but i think you would need to do something to bring the sweetness and the richness of the beer down a bit so maybe a lower mash temperature uh less character malt if you use more than say 10 percent um make sure you got a good healthy yeast pitch although it doesn't really taste like it's an under fermented sort of thing here um, most likely just bring the mash temp down, maybe throttle back a bit in the crystal malt. Um, and if that doesn't do it entirely, raise up the bittering. These don't need to be big adjustments to get you to where you need to go, I think, but it does need some fixing in that direction. I actually kind of liked it as is. I gave it a 36, um, but I, I think it really could use that sort of a shift, and then you might actually get a really killer pale ale out of this, I think. One comment that you nice. also made, Lee, when we were talking about the beer earlier, as you, you said it, you know, a lot of um, APAs will go too far down the ter- territory of being a light IPA. Yeah, and that's little, not what this yeah. style is about. You know, this seems to capture and embody the style, uh, you know, elements the opposite go direction. kind of the other direction, like you yeah. said. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you mix that with one of those real common sort of half IPA pale ales, and you'd probably be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get you get a lot of those out back east, there, Greg. What what is the this kind the, of? I I I I imagine the guys are alluding to like those uh, so called session IPAs, right? That are are pale ales that are just over hopped uh, to yeah. the point where they taste like an IPA. Not really. The the beers around like the local breweries around here, they tend to be kind of tame and uh, I guess nothing really. They they kind of hold they kind of hold back on the hops around here I guess can I can I make a, a, an assumption or a, 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 I don't know classify your uh, your comment and uh, maybe say that they make uh, beer style beers yes okay good because <laughs> out here man everyone yeah whatever it's all you know everything for marketing 
More hops. More, yeah, yeah. more hops. Cool. I'm, I'm, Put the I'm word just, IPA on it and it'll sell. I'm just waiting for them <laughs> yeah. to like grind up hop pellets and put them in like pepper shakers at everybody's table in a, in a brew pub. <laughs> just add more to your beer. Well, we've got the eyedropper hops now yeah. that just came out. Just, right. Well, let's see. Our, mic- our microbrewery is going our microbrewery is making a brown ale, like a, a nice or an English mild. What do you think it needs? I think it needs more hops. Let's just bitter it like an IPA and pump up the hops. And call it a call it a English mild IPA, a and people will buy. Session it. mild PA. Yeah. Well, it's good to hear that the 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 Beast Coast has some good things going on for it. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, uh, we are running a little bit out of time for this segment, so I'm going to skip the guest judges. Uh, and go right to Greg and see if Greg has any questions for the the two lads here. Um, no, you guys kind of pretty much, you know, all I really wanted was general feedback of, you know, what my beer was like and what I needed to do to kind of dial it in a little better. Mm-hmm. Can you know? we talk about the recipe a little bit? What hops did you use and what, what was the malt bill? All right. The, the hops that I used, my bitterin was I used Bravo. And then for my flavors additions, I use the mix of uh, Citra, uh, uh, Seven Seas, and Cascade. Yeah, yeah, and, it's got that 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 tropical fruit punch thing going on there. So that Citra and the yeah, that's cool. And then uh, the grain bill is pretty much just uh, a pound of uh, or no, it was uh, three quarters of a pound of Crystal Fifteen. Uh, a half really, pound of white wheat and eleven pounds of two row. That's a really light crystal to use. Is that for five gallons? For five gallons? Yes. Yeah. So what was your what was your starting and terminal gravity on that guy? It was uh came in at ten fifty four. Or okay. let me double check my notes here. How much wheat did he say was in there? Half pound? Yeah. Half pound. Da, da, da. Yeah, it came in at 10.54 for my uh, original gravity, and it finished at, like, 114. Yeah. Or, yeah well, that that kind of that adds that's, up. That's why it's that's so why, sweet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you probably need to bring that down I want to get it down to 11 or, yeah. or 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the yeast strain that I used was, uh, there's a, one of the local homebrew suppliers, he's starting to try to kick off a, a yeast company called New England Yeast, and... He told me to check it out, so I tried it. Cool. So it was a different yeast strain that I wasn't used to. Yeah. and Could be where those extra esters are coming from. Yeah, yeah it seems to be producing a lot of esters. It's a, yeah. it's a bouquet of floral so. and and fruity <laughs> fun. What did you think of the new yeast? It was, you know, it was all right. It took forever for it to flocculate. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I got a ton of yeast bite for a couple weeks until, you know, it kind of settled out and but it seemed to like fermentation started like you know overnight like i mean like 12 14 hours and we were ready we were going do you have a uh, temperature control i do i yeah. i mean i use my uh my kegerator when i don't have anything going kind of there yeah. so and you know i don't i don't i i'm sure i i get a decent ambient temperature but i don't think i can dial it in you know too well, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we have a question from the chat. Obsessed Brewing wants to know how uh, Greg would have brought down his final gravity. So, like Lee said, you would you could uh, bring down the um, the mash temp on the beer. 
And also, I mean, it sounds like you made sure you're pitching plenty of yeast. It might be a yeast selection issue in this case because you're using an experimental yeast. You don't know how far it's going to ferment down. And um, you want a, a yeast with a proven re- track record of just being able to drive it down into the, the ranges you want for this style, which is you know going to be pretty, you know, fairly dry. And pitch enough of it, keep it happy. Yeah, that lower mat. What what you use for a mash temperature on this? Uh, one uh, hundred and fifty one. Yeah, that shouldn't be leaving a particular amount of sweetness. Right. You can try and drop yeah. it a bit. Um, yeah, rouse that yeast. Make sure it doesn't settle out too soon. Although it doesn't sound like that was an issue. Oxygenate plenty. Oxygenate mm-hmm. it plenty. Yeah, there there yeah. was the, the couple of us picked up a little bit of heat in there, so it might have been a bit warm for the yeast that you were using. Mm-hmm. Um, hard to say. Didn't rush it on the uh, uh, finish, right? You didn't take it off before it was done. No, no, I waited. You know. Good seven ten days for all that powdery yeast to settle out. Now, <laughs> yeah. are you taking readings before you're pulling? No, no, no. So sometimes you can get, especially with a, a different yeast strain, you can get a little bit of lag on that, and it may take longer than seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, two weeks. Sometimes, mm, yeah, you know, let it let it do its job. Don't rush it. Uh, Blobber wants to know uh, how much crystal was in the recipe. Three quarters a pound. Three quarters a pound. And of the, not terribly. The crystal 15. That was like about 8% of that recipe, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good amount. You could you could try a, a, a 20 or, you know, a, a, even a, a 30. Use a little less, but um, get a little more caramelly character in there. Or well, blend, I, blend some 15 the, and some 30 or something. Yeah. Well, the original plan was to use a crystal 40, but he the my local homebrew shop didn't have any in stock, so kind of... <clears throat> Chose to go a little lighter than a little darker. Yeah, nice. yeah. Good Maybe call. throttle it back mm-hmm. to five percent instead of eight percent. Yeah, that'll, that'll take work. a little no. residuals out of it. it. Has the right color and the hops shine over the top of that nicely. It's you know. The, I mean, you could look at this as a totally localized recipe, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I got yep. the materials I had. I got the yeast that I was able to get, and I created a very localized, interesting <laughs> beer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, brewing. Uh, Kind of brewing on demand, you know, meeting uh, meeting the challenges on the brew day. Yeah. Um, all right, Greg, if that's it, if there's nothing else, we're going to let you go. No, that's it, man. Thanks. All right. Yeah, Th- thanks thanks for again, sure. man. Yeah, Cheers, thanks brother. for sending beer in. Yep, thanks yeah, for I'm that glad in. you guys enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Take it easy. Right, have a good one. You too. Sure. Yep, bye. Greg seemed nice. He did seem very sleepy. I didn't realize he was yeah. in Massachusetts. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, are you going to be up around 8? Yeah, sure, I'll be up. I think they're all kind of sleepy <laughs> out there. Yeah, that's probably true in Massachusetts. All right, let's take a break. And we come back, we're going to work on John's Kolsch and uh, and hear from uh, our guest, Judge Warren Billups. Still here. Still <laughs> Warren Billups, still here. <laughs> that's a good uh, album. That's a good album name. Present. Like here. for your first album. <laughs> your debut album, Warren Billups. Still here. Still here. <laughs> like a Warren Zevon album name. <laughs> Releasing this summer. Right. All right, it's Dr. Homebrew, everyone. Stay tuned. Hey, guys, JP here from the Brewing Network. On the show, you've heard us talk about the importance of using the right malts and the freshest ingredients possible when brewing up a batch of beer. As a BJCP judge, I am always impressed when brewers make European beer styles and choose the proper base malts, something that really comes through in the finished product. BSG supplies your favorite local shop with malt from maltsters like Bayerman and Rar 
These malts are the real deal for the most authentic beers possible. BSG, Brewer Supply Group, is the source for quality malts. Crisp, Simpsons, and Patagonia are more of the amazing maltsters BSG brings to you. From pilsners to porters, use the right malts for every style of beer with malt from BSG. BSG, quality malt for a quality beer. In my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contract, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your fing face right the f off your fing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare-bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W NicoBrew, your bare-bones buddy in the brewing business. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine is the new go-to source for home brewing enthusiasts and anyone passionate about craft beer. Each new issue is full of inspiration, recipes, and techniques for home brewing, cooking and pairing food with beer, and features from craft brewers and the world of craft beer. More than 120 full-color pages of content, quarterly releases, and annual specials. Get practical advice from brewing experts, equipment reviews, great interviews, and much much, much more. There's a new craft beer magazine available right now. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine on newsstands now. Visit www.beerandbrewing.com. Subscribe now and get your limited edition bottle opener free today. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine, the new word in craft beer and brewing. the examination. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Thanks for hanging out. This is Dr. Homebrew. And uh, we just got out off the phone with Greg. Now we're going to work on John's. Colch, John is in the studio. What up? John, sign in, please. That's when you say hi. John, what do you have to say yeah. for yourself? Uh, I said what up, but that's yeah. what's up. What's it's like up. West Coast talk. <laughs> Let's talk so the East Coasters can understand us, please, Joe. Oh, uh, hey, Hello. y'all. Hello. Well, you come from the East Coast. I uh, like South Carolina. Hey, y'all. What's up? There you go. Yeah, that's fine. So, uh, John, how long have you been brewing? Uh, unfortunately, 26 years. Oh, wow. That is uh, all terrible beer up until about six. Uh, Seven years ago, when I found <laughs> Mr. Brian Cooper here and the Mad Zymergis, and uh, actually learned there's temperature, there's water, there's yeast, there's all these things that are in beer. There's all sorts of uh, potential places for doing good or doing bad. Oh, and it got uh, beer got infinitely better from that point forward. Ah, isn't it amazing? This the the smallest little tweaks can actually increase the uh, uh, 
the enjoyment of your beer and your hobby. Well, and then the whole BJCP program, which I also got involved in, is just that's an education unto itself. Right. Yeah. It's a whole new community, too. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, besides the judging, it made me so much of a better brewer. So is your beer finitely good now, or is it infinitely good? (laughs) (laughs) It's better. So it's not infinitely good. No, it can never be infinitely good. But it's infinitely better. Oh, yeah. That means if it's only finitely good, it must have been infinitely bad before. You're making my brain hurt, Lee. I, well, yeah. <laughs> he is a doctor, yeah. John. Okay. <laughs> Dr. John? Dr. John. Dr. John. Uh, Anyways, it has nothing to do with anything. No, it doesn't. Uh, but let's dive into this Kolsch. And uh, Lee, since I put Brian on the hot seat last time with Greg, you're up, dude. All right. What do you think? It's, what do you think about this? What do I think about this? It's a Kolsch. Um, All right, Brian, what do you think? Yeah, there you go. It was a pretty decent Kolsch. Um, the aroma was a bit low. So um, actually, the, the main issue with the beer, just right off the bat, is it was kind of flat. It was, it was put in a growler, and it got a little flat in the trip over. That was explained to us, and it's unfortunate, but that does kind of impact That's it. my driving. It's Brian's um, fault. Yeah, Brian, Brian was doing the, weave, the lane weave the whole way up, I guess, and <laughs> flattening John's beer up. Um, low hop aroma, probably because it's a little lacking in CO2. Kind of a sweet tart candy note, some nice pills malt, some sulfur, sulfite kind of aroma, not DMS. A little bit of grape over aroma, um, no real off aromas. A uh, little bit of a haze, pale gold color, didn't really have any head, had a little bit of white bubbles on it. Um, flavor, pills malt, some low supporting bittering. Uh, a lot of esters, I got peach, I got some kind of red berry and some grape in there. A little bit of spicy hop flavor. The finish got kind of dry, though, and then by the finish, you start getting a fair amount of that. Not a fair amount, but a certain amount of sulfur character in it again. A sulfite kind of character. Uh, a little bit of lingering malt and esters into the finish. Balances a little bit to the dry side. Um, also some esters hanging on the finish. Medium low body, low carbonation, way too low. That's, that's too bad. A um, little bit of creaminess in there. Not astringent, not hot. Uh, that's pretty much it. Really, actually, I thought it was a pretty decent Kolsch. Um, had some nice ester characters. Obviously, for the fifth time, it could have used more CO2, but that's, you know, okay. We, we know why that's there. Um, the other thing about it that I thought maybe could have been changed, and again, if it's carbonated up, this might be different, but as presented, I think it was probably not out of style, but a little on the high end on the sulfur character. Um, normally, I would say this could be a yeast thing for a Kolsch. It could also be a water thing if you did the water treatment. Um, but um, if you did water treatment or you didn't and you got sulfite water, you might want to throttle that back a bit. If it's a yeast, you might want to make sure it's got a good vigorous ferment so it scrubs out some of the sulfur that these yeasts can put out sometime. Um, other than that, I think it was pretty decent. I gave it a 31. If it was gassed up, I'd probably give it seven, several points higher. Brian? Thanks for hurting everyone's brain, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> it's like- my job. Uh, what was your score? You, you, did you say the 31. score? 31. 31. Okay. And several points higher if it was gassed up right. right. Yeah. So, uh, being the one that that uh, drove John over here and ended up having to, you know, do kind of a hard stop when we hit twenty four, uh, and and tipping John's cooler sideways in the back of the car, uh, I tried to forgive uh, the growler, half filled growler that that had some lower carbonation here in my judging of this beer. So, I used my imagination a little bit, <laughs> but it had a nice low pills and bready character in the aroma. Um, Clean, not estuary, just you, just a you hint mean bready, of not bready, bready, bread. Like, yes, like um, the band. Yeah, 
<laughs> like baked goods. Um, hints of a little earthy hop in the background, <laughs> maybe a little spice, but overall low aroma in there. And again, it might be from the CO2 not driving much off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have gotten a little more with some some bubbles pushing all through that beer. Uh, I felt like I got a hint of DMS, but I'm kind of second-guessing myself on that a little bit because it's it's got this uh, – it is pretty sulfury, which is an element of DMS and, and kind of grainy, and that combination sometimes can come across that way a little bit. But I uh, didn't have any acid aldehyde, acid or anything like that. Sulfur so. is an element of sulfur. DMS? Or does that mean that Dimethyl sulfide. It's the, ah. it's the S, yeah. The S. It's the S in Demis. <laughs> So yeah. you, but you can have one without well, the other. Have, vice versa, uh, right? You can have H two S, which is like a rotten egg smell, or you can have other other forms of sulfur compounds. Like, okay, yeah. so yeah, which a lot of the German waters are high in sulfite, mm-hmm. sulfates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, yeah, but uh, it was it was really light. It was just a hint to that. But anyway, it had a nice, pretty color color wise, and 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 very clear. It just, uh, yeah, didn't really have much of a head going on, and it and it, it didn't persist well. Just kind of some some big bubbles around the edge, and that's all you got. Um, and the flavor is pleasant, pleasantly malty with a nice pills character, and uh, you know a little more, a little not 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 as overly sulfury in the flavor to me as it was in the aroma. Uh, the hop bitterness was just enough to balance it. I really like that. Uh, very low esters. This beer, you just want to hint to that kind of the fruitiness in there, just to give it almost. Like you're imagining it, but yeah, it's just just there enough to um, to notice it, but not be overt. And I think you treaded that line really well. It kind of walks the line between ales and lagers like that. It's really refreshing and, and lager like, but it is it is an ale technically or hybrid style. So um, yeah, um, pair like esters nicely in check. So finishes semi dry, no obvious alcohol, clean, um, really nicely nicely done with the fermentation on this beer. I would say. And and it's smooth overall in the mouthfeel. It just it's smooth on the tongue, and it has a little bit of that crispness I want in a in a Kolsch. It should be you know I like the ones that are, have a little bit of a a crisp presentation, uh, and that carbonation will probably give that little snap that you need in it. And uh, it is low, causing the, the the perception of that to suffer a little bit. So um, it's mm-hmm. no astringency, nothing, nothing bad, but this beer is, is right in the right territory you want for a Kolsch, soft and light, you know, uh, a little bit of crisp, crispness and, uh, you know, obviously good ingredients used. I would, you just really just need to bump up the carbonation. Uh, if there was any DMS, you could, you could make sure you, you chill your beer quickly, which I'm sure John does after the boil and, and, uh, you know, make sure you boil it as long as you need to, especially with that much pills malt in a recipe. You want to drive that boil for 90 minutes if there's a lot of pills malt in a recipe to keep get the get rid of the uh, DMS precursors, the SMMS, and and that kind of thing. So, uh, but you know, nicely done. I give it a 36. Really uh, good Terminator. beer. Again, that's probably kind of like towards what it would be if it was carbonated right, but. It would probably even be higher than than that, honestly. Carbonation, you can't uh, can't sell it short, right? No, it means a lot. It, it means a lot. It's a big it's difference. A big dog. I even it's, scored myself. It's much cheap lower. and it's priceless. <laughs> Warren, Mister Beardy. Well, Kolsch is one of my favorite styles. Um, I remember back when. <laughs> I remember my first Kolsch. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you about it now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, a lot of it's been covered already. It was flat. Um, I guess the the main thing that I kind of got was just I thought the bitterness was a bit harsh, and to me, I guess you could smell the sulfur, but 
and tasted a little bit, but to me it tasted just like the the water was a little out of balance. The sulfur, this extra sulfites was making the bitterness a little harsh. Um, and but uh, all the ingredients were good. I liked the Kolsch uh, ester profile. Um, what whatever uh, strain of Kolsch yeast you got, I enjoyed that, and the fermentation was good. Um, so yeah, I basically my only suggestion would just be maybe messing with the water a little bit and, and don't bring it in a gallon. Yeah, and growler. also carbonate it. <laughs> you need a growlette so you can No, I mean, you know, yeah. that's that's good advice for anybody. Don't bring a gallon growler and fill it one third full cuz there will be no CO2 left when you get Right. Mm. Yeah. Especially after Brian's dry. Unless it's way over carbonated to start with, <laughs> then you don't know what it's going to be. Huh. No, it makes a, it does make a huge difference in the overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we get back to John's garage, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a pint to this, and we're gonna well, and I and then really figure it out. <laughs> we'll call into the show because you guys will still I've be got here. a little tidbit story. Mm-hmm, sure, if, if you if you sure don't mind. So, uh, my buddy Jeff Bragg, who's been on your show, mm-hmm. uh, just got back from Cologne, Germany, uh, three or four days prior to meeting up with us on Saturday, and we sat down, and he brought back six bottles of coal. Oh, right uh, from the source, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so we did a Mueller Kolsch, a Gilden Kolsch, a Fru Kolsch, a Scion Kolsch. Good cars. Uh, Peter's mm-hmm. uh, Litten That one, Brian might have to help me with that. And then All a right. Gaffel. Huh. Um, and we did it side by side with my Kolsch on the back porch, fresh out of the tap. So it was, yes, it was carbonated. Right. It made a huge difference. Uh, the Mulin way fruitier. The Gildan way hoppier than mine, believe it or not. Hmm. Uh, the Fru, pretty much the same. The Scion was had some weird condition issues, and the Goffel comes in a clear bottle, so it was <laughs> absolutely skunked to the uh, hilt, which huh. was un- really unusual. And, of course, Jeff, who had just been there, had drank all these sitting at a cafe right on a plaza. Everything tasted 20% better than when you bring it back. Right. But uh, we thought it was really dialed in at the time. And, and really, I mean, this, not to like just get all hung up on my own beer, but uh, without the carbonation in it, it drops at least five, six points. It's hmm. terrible this way. Let it, that be a lesson to you beard people out no. there entering in competitions. Make sure your carbonation is dialed in, man. CO2. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a hard beer to get the the balance just right, and you've you know you've managed to tread to tread that line. And I think it does have a lot of uh, similarities to the fruit Kolsch. You know, that's just a nicely balanced kind of middle of the road, pleasantly lightly fruity Kolsch without any funky weed or too heavy hops or anything like that. It's just fruity and crisp, you know, lightly fruity and crisp, and it's just uh, well, all three perfect. of you were generous with your scores, even considering <laughs> the ish, the uh, the condition of it at, at this point. So thank you. So yeah. Perhaps over generous. I don't know. We'll see. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Um, I imagine you don't have any questions for the guys, John. But if you do, um, now's the time to ask them, man. Because you can never ask about this beer ever again, off the air. Can't do it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've got. Uh, I can talk about the recipe. So it's nine pounds of continental pills malt, um, a half a pound of Vienna. Um, and that's it. I mean, it's a super, super simple recipe. And uh, do you know what maltster? Um, uh, the maltster was a German. Uh, it was uh, 
Vironments or it, it doesn't taste. Been, it like might have been Vironments for the was Vienna. Uh, the Continental oh. Pills is Belgian or German is all I get. Oh, okay. um, I use the Y East Kolsch. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's the best one. Uh, ounce and a half of Haller Tower. Run at about four percent alpha acids. Uh, hit the numbers. I'm actually hitting a little high, so I did hear somebody say it was a little big for the style. I just built my new grain mill, and I actually dropped a half a pound out of this recipe just to dial it in, and I still hit huh. six points over because it's so six efficient. Points. So I'm still working on that, but uh, it, it's an interesting kind of play on figuring out your recipes when you get a new mill that's super efficient. Like right. That. that does change things, yeah. yeah. Any water adjustments, John? I did. I added some. Um, uh, let's see here. Hold on if I even wrote it down. But I did add some sulfate to the water because I wanted to build that that coal, sh- especially in the southern part of the city. They've got a little bit harder water down there, and it's a little bit more sulfury, sulfate-y. Um, my buddy Russell, who lives out there, uh, always comments on that, and that's what I wanted to get. So, and, and I think it gets a little muddied in the loss of CO2 in that, too, so... It could have been a combination of things, but I added uh, maybe a gram, gram and a half. Not you know much. How many just PPMs a little bit. You got with that? Ugh, Did no. it match up? Or? I'd have to. Uh, I'd have to really spend some brain time on that, which I don't have much left. <laughs> what was okay. the batch size? Five gallons. Five gallons. Yeah. Okay, gram into five gallons. That's not much. Yeah, no, no, it's just yeah. enough to boost it. And, you know, our, I'm in San Ramon, so our water is super neutral. Um, it's good water. A uh, question came from the chat. Uh, what was the fermentation temps you had and the boil length on that? Uh, it was a 90-minute boil. Uh, the fermentation temperature was uh, 65 degrees, 67 degrees. Oh, I'm sorry, 62 mm. degrees. Yeah, 67 would be high for yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 62 degrees. Um, also did a uh, seven-week lagering period on it at 40 degrees, you know, to really drop it out, let the flavors meld, let them blend. Um, It's getting a little long in the tooth now, too, because it's about four, four and a half, five weeks old, so it's losing some of its hop character. It's getting a little bit rounder, a little more fruit is coming forward. You you do want to drink these, you know, fairly fresh, but it's still fresh. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of lagering is good for them. You definitely want to do. I mean, it's you almost go through everything you go through for a lager. Five weeks, too. You know, five six weeks. They wanted to go for a month and a half. Like people Mm -hmm. think, oh, well, Kolsch is an ale. I could brew that, you know, and put it in their in their living living room in the corner and have it ferment at sixty eight. And yeah, with each each degree of uh, that you increase the fermentation temperature, you're going to have like tenfold esters in it. It's just going to be way out. Um, Okay. Well, if that's it. All right, then uh, we are going to move on. We're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we are going to uh, review each of the beers and then award the grog tag, at least your beer will look good, $40 gift certificate. Back after this. Customize your bottle opener with Colab Bottle Openers. Choose from a selection of anodized colors to make your new opener really stand out. Personalize a gift with custom engravings or upload your own graphic and get them customized. Colab Bottle Openers are made right here in the USA. Owners Mike and Nicole knew there had to be a better way to make a bottle opener. After years as a machinist cutting custom suspension wrenches for motocross and mountain bikes, Mike brought that machining expertise 
introduced to the art of opening a beer. Check out their expansive line of bottle openers, like the Craft Brewer, an opener that doesn't destroy the cap. Or there's the credit card-sized Brewer's Card that fits right in your wallet, the Micro Brewer Keychain Opener, or stick a magnet on their home brewer version and have a fridge-mounted bottle opener. Give your bottle caps some love with a Colab Bottle Opener at CollabBottleOpeners.com. The Brewing Network microphones turned on. More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, welcome back, Dr. Homebrew. Time for the wrap-up, the beer breakdown. Oh, that's a good one. The beer breakdown. Wrap it up and break it down. <laughs> All right, the first guy we had on was Greg. And uh, his beer, his American Pale Ale, a little too sweet. It was just a little too sweet. I, I thought it had a lot of redeeming qualities, a nice hoppiness, and wasn't too bitter, wasn't, wasn't too much towards IPA style, but yeah. That sweetness was the only thing, and it, it's like sometimes one thing can just throw the balance off, mm-hmm. and um, you know, an otherwise really nice beer can be just kind of middle of the road. But it, it was still, a, you know, very good beer. It scored in a very good range, and and I liked it. All right, Lee. Yeah, on that one, yeah, a little yeah. too sweet, a little too rich. That's about um, it. I think if you fix that, it'd actually be a pretty killer pale ale. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I kind of uh, I kind of agreed. And then uh, John's beer, pretend he's not sitting right next to you guys. <laughs> Hurt me. Go ahead, be <laughs> honest. He's not there. Uh, John's beer, um, pretty good Kolsch, actually. I liked it. Um, it was just flat, mm-hmm. which kind of killed it some, and probably a li- may have had a little bit too much sulfur. He'd, he'd added some of the water, so maybe that was a touch overboard. be interesting to see if it still seems like that when it's carbonated up. But <coughs> Excuse me. 
won't have that chance tonight. No, Cooper. Brian might. Brian might. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's what I thought. Pretty good beer. Flat. Killed it. All right. Um, and then uh, oh, Warren's guest judge. Do you have anything to add uh, about those two? Uh, yeah. Oh, you're, are you on? You're on. Why aren't you on? Turn yourself off. Now I'm on. That's wife's job, dude. He's on. <laughs> oh, yep, yep, still on. All right. Um, no, they got it. Okay, great. <laughs> just wanted to make sure everybody knew. Wow, perfect, man. They got it. Words. I love it. The, the pro brewer among us is just short for words. Right. Yeah. I just make it. I don't drink it ever. <laughs> I don't even. That's alive. Like you drink it. <laughs> oh, um, you said you love cold shit. There. Uh, okay, oh, yeah, so we have a, a, a prize to give from grogtag.com. $40 certificate to make your own customizable, reusable, awesomeable labels. And uh, I think we have a tie, right? Is that. If what you I count understand? just Lee's score and mine, we have a tie. Right. Yeah, okay. our scores, it's a dead we tie. We flipped to the 31 and the 36. Um, so, <laughs> so Warren. What to point. do? Warren is the jerk right now and is the tiebreaker. He is the judge. Well, if I had to choose. Which you do. Which I do. Right. Should I announce whose beer is better or who wins the award? Uh, why don't you just give the scores and then that way you don't sound like such a jerk? Um, I don't think that's that means not I have to flip these papers over. Distance yourself so, from the impact. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I gave the Kolsch that I tried earlier right. a 34. Okay. And then I gave the American Pale Ale a 30. Okay. So that means Greg is the winner of the Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. $40 gift certificate. Uh, Greg, I will be in touch with you because I'm sure you're not listening anymore um, and uh, get all your information. Oh, no, I have your email address. I'll just send that stupid thing to you tomorrow. <laughs> and, John, your beer is going to stay ugly in that. No, that's right. I think it's yeah. brilliant that the loser wins. That's all <laughs> I It's pretty good, say. right? That's yeah. So, uh, Everybody wins. I, I almost so. wish I had brought like a beer I'd left open for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we would know. Uh, yeah, so thanks to uh, thanks to the guys at GrogTag. They were very, uh, very generous in bringing that... Uh, that prize option to us. They do some cool stuff. I like the yeah. I like the labels. They're good folks. I like they the one with the, the guy diving upside down and the yeah. We got some samples at NHC one year. That was I shoved them on my keg and just like oh that's a cool label. Yeah, they're uh, yeah they're 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 cool. They're definitely uh, putting a, a new spin on labels and caps and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I think that's it. I think we're done. All right. We got we we've cut everyone's beer and uh, we've tried everyone's beer and uh, we've judged it and uh, insulted as many people as possible. Oh, but everybody gets uh, star sign, star sand prize. That, that's packs, true. Right? They get they get a five they get a prize so, pack from fivestarchemicals.com. dot com. So uh, be sure to to find them on various social medias and emails and whatever, and uh, thank them very much for sponsoring this show and uh, mm-hmm. and other other programming here on the Brewing Network. And uh, uh, at least your beer will be sanitary. At least your beer will be sanitary, right? <laughs> yeah. So everyone wins. You you come on here and uh, and you get something. Nobody goes home empty handed. I could right. not live I without like- those guys. Yeah, they're uh, they're they're amazing. They're, they've definitely been uh, been uh, upping people's scores for a long time in the homebrewing world, keeping people up. Right. Uh, okay, everyone, uh, stay tuned. If you're listening live, you will catch another uh, episode of Doctor Homebrew. If you're not yeah. listening live, then uh, continue pretending to work until the whistle blows five o'clock and you're out of there. <laughs> uh, till next time, it's Doctor Homebrew. Thanks, everybody.